Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Will you join me in prayer? Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and holy spirit within us. Cast us not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation, and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Sustain us with the gift of your love, with the promise of your mercy and forgiveness, with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and with the word that you have given us this night. Sustain us and strengthen us through this Lenten pilgrimage that at the Easter feast we may rejoice and give thanks for the new life we received through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Has everybody chosen their uh, Lenten discipline yet? No? I'm abstaining from shaving, and I got a head start. Just had to get that out of the way. When I was a teenager, I served on the local volunteer fire department where my father was a chief. Um, As a kid, uh, we would tag along with him on some of their training exercises. And some of the most memorable were the live burns, where homes that were to be demolished in the community were offered to the local fire department so that they could practice ways to quickly and safely extinguish a fire, uh, saving as much of the property and uh, any potential lives stranded there. I remember the first time that I responded to one of those calls after I was old enough to help. The fire, the flames, the smoke. But what I still remember most was the smell of ash. 
It's much different than a campfire. The destruction that those fires would cause, knowing that this was once a home, teeming with life, with joy, it was very sobering. Even though I never responded to a fire where someone was injured, the aftermath still smelt like death. And it's not something that I can fully accurately describe to you. Remember that you are dust. These words echo the, the sombering reminder that God issued to Adam and Eve in the garden after they became disobedient toward God and gave in to their temptations. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. I, the living God, am the source of your life, and you have turned from me. More pity and agony than a curse, if you ask me. Because what God desires for all of us is life. The life we now receive fully through the resurrection promise of Jesus. As we begin our Lenten pilgrimage toward the great festival of Easter, it is fitting for us to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall indeed return. But it's also fitting for us to remind ourselves that we are people who are raised up from the ashes of the earth. To be focused on the fact that God has given us and offered us new life in Jesus the words we hear today from Matthew's Gospel were delivered as a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And we remember that Jesus' instructions to his disciples in this sermon detail what life is to look like as one of his followers. To be a disciple means to live a life of blessing. To be a disciple means to be obedient to the commandments. To be a disciple means to be formed by a life of discipline, right? Discipline and disciple, they share the same root. It's here in this passage that Jesus is describing the marks of faithful living which show God and the rest of the world that we disciplined disciples are being formed by the life of Jesus, a life of blessing, a life of obedience to God, and a life of fasting and prayer and almsgiving. We remember that fasting isn't about giving up food. It's about taking on the discipline of focusing our energy and our attention to the God who has come near to us, who offers us life and sustenance beyond food and drink. The practice of almsgiving, we are reminded, is offering charity to those in need, and it causes us to look beyond ourselves and the trust that we place in material wealth, to see the needs of the neighbor whom we have offended and sinned against, offering to them restitution and working toward reconciliation with those whom we have become estranged from. Prayer, likewise, causes us to look beyond ourselves, beyond the, the conviction that we have the power to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make our own future without help from anybody else, encouraging us to recognize that everything that we have and everything that we are 
comes from God and God's good favor towards us. These disciplines of Lent aren't just intended for a 40-day period from now to Easter. Jesus expects all of his disciples to exercise these traits always. But we use Lent as a time to emphasize these gifts for our transformation into holy people. Growing in faith, living as disciples of Jesus is about forming fruitful habits, the discipline of participating in the cycle of life, death, and resurrection, which turns our hearts away from the treasures of this world, storing up within ourselves and in our community treasures that are imperishable, the character of God's holy, beloved children. Yes, we are broken. Yes, we have sinned against God, our neighbors, and ourselves in thought, word, and deed. But just as the merit of fasting and almsgiving and prayer work to bring us back into reconciliation with ourselves, our neighbor, and God, these ashes remind us that in our frailty and our brokenness, dust as we are, God has called us from the dust of the earth and breathed the life of Christ into us by the power of the Holy Spirit, shaping us into a people who are empowered for worship and for service. Tonight we, we exchange in this place of worship prayers for forgiveness, laments of grief over things which we have done or things that we have failed to do. We keep for ourselves the most, most inmost thoughts, things we, we dare not speak aloud or share with others, our own fears about death, the sins we've committed that we are too ashamed to admit, regret for the ways we've turned away from God and the ways we've harmed our neighbor. Tonight we exchange ashes, an ancient symbol of death, suffering, and lament. Ashes mark the places where fires have consumed and destroyed, and we wear this sign of destruction on our foreheads as a reminder that we too have been marked and destroyed by the forces of sin and death and the devil. But we trace these ashes on our foreheads this day to remember that we are indeed dust, and to dust we shall return, full of life as we are, this too shall end, but we do more than wallow in our own mortality and the stench of death. We mark these ashes in the sign of a cross, tracing the one that was placed on our forehead at baptism, sealing us with the power of the Holy Spirit, marking us with the cross of Christ forever. We trace these ashes to remember that we who are dust worship the living God, who raises up life from ash and dry bones. We trace these ashes to remember that in Jesus we are treasured and stored up by God in the heavens as God's chosen, beloved people. We trace and receive these ashes to remember that our God is with us and offers us not death or fiery destruction, but life and liberty and love.
in the name of Jesus. Amen.